This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hi everyone, welcome back to our Tehillim class where we're going to be learning Perak Kofmem Zion, chapter 147 today. And first I want to start by thanking the sponsor of this class who sponsored it anonymously and she was, it's a big chizuk, it's a big chizuk for me, and I want to thank her and wish that she and her family should have everything that they could ever want and need, and uh, they should just know that they're getting the schus of all of us learning here today, and growing, and gaining very important information and knowledge and inspiration. Okay, so let's talk about Perak Kuf Mem Zayin. What's going on in this Perak? So this is the second of the Halalukas that we say during davening. And here David, he commands us Halaluka, praise Hashem. And he goes into and he highlights and he gives examples of many different examples of Hashem's kindness and of his gvura, specifically his kindness and his abilities, his might, his strength. And he does this to awaken us to be inspired to praise Hashem. And also, we see here in this parak how we're supposed to relate to Hashem if we want to be able to gain access to Hashem's help and blessings to his chesed and his gvura in our life. So after we read the psukim here, I'm going to give you very practical um, steps. Okay, two very practical steps, two, maybe three, on how to do this, how to invite the chesed and the gvura of Hashem into your life, into more intimate ways than ever, so that you could start steering your life in a different direction, in the direction that you wanted to go in, and whatever areas that you want things to change in. And so that's what we're going to learn how to do. We're going to learn how to harness the chesed of Hashem and to really see hashkacha pratis in our life taking us where we want to go. Okay, so let's look at Pasuk Aleph. Hallelujah, Kitov Zamra, Elokeinu, he's telling us it's good to sing beautiful songs to Hashem. Kinaim Nava Sihila. Because praising Hashem is Naim Nava. It's it's pleasant and it's proper and it's appropriate. So the word Naim and Nava kindly, kind of both mean the same thing. So why do we need two words here to describe, uh, you know, why we're supposed to be praising Hashem? Because it's proper, it's appropriate, it's pleasant. They both kind of mean the same idea. And um, I didn't see an answer here, but in a different parak, we learned the words, la yisharim nava tehila. So there's the same word there also, nava, that for the yisharim, for the tzaddikim, for the good people, the righteous people, it's nava tehila, it's proper, and it's the right thing to do to praise Hashem. So there... You know, the Mepharshim explained that Nava is the same root of the word Taiva, desire. And um, what it's trying to say is that it's not only, and I think that that's why it makes sense to me that that's why the word Nava is here also, because it's trying to say that it's not just enough to do, to praise Hashem, because that's what the right thing to do is, because it's not Him, because it's, it's, you know, because that's what you're supposed to do. It's, you're supposed to praise Hashem from a Taiva. It's supposed to come out of a deep desire to praise Him. It's supposed to come like as like a natural outgrowth of your feelings of awe and gratitude and inspiration that are just supposed to come bubbling out of you in a natural way. Just as a uh, personal example, I was in the car with my children. We were 
you know, there was a, it was a big open highway. It was a beautiful day. There was nothing blocking the way. And all of a sudden this huge, beautiful, magnificent rainbow, uh, just like showed up in front of us out of nowhere. And I was about to like, my daughter saw, I was like about to announce it to the whole car. She was sitting next to me in the front seat. And, you know, she's, we were both like, took our breath away, but she's like, my, you're not supposed to tell everyone about a rainbow or whatever, you know, you know, cause a rainbow means that the world is going to, Hashem wants to destroy the world or whatever. And, you know, yeah, I remember learning the same thing, but Lamaisa, I was so, um, inspired and so in awe of this creation of this magnificent thing in front of me that I just couldn't help it. And I was like spilling over and I announced it to the whole car and I'm like, everyone look and let's make a bracha together. Okay, maybe don't do this at home. Maybe it's not the right thing to do, but I'm just giving you an example of my, uh, that taiva, right? The taiva to praise. I think it's something we've all experienced, right? Going across a bridge with gorgeous water and you're telling everyone, look, right? That taiva that comes out of us, um, that's such an important element of being a, a Yari Shamayim. Yira Shamayim comes from the word Yira, awe, right? We're supposed to be in awe. We're supposed to have that inner feeling of like, wow, that we can't hold it back. We have like a taiva to say, guys, look at the rainbow, right? We can't, you're not supposed to say it, but I have to say it because it, it's so hard for me not to say it. And, um, you know, this is really the key. This, and it's so nice that we're starting off with this idea because this is really the key of how to draw in more of Hashem's chesed into your life. It's about living in a state of constantly looking and seeing the chesed around you, noticing every, not just the huge beautiful rainbows, but every tiny little thing, noticing it and being like in awe of how things are just working out perfectly for you and how things are coming together, and how you're being taken care of. And I just saw, you know, there was a TED Talk, by, uh, there was a from man who gave a TED Talk, and they were sending it around, and I watched it, I don't know if you saw it, and he said, and he said a great line there that really fits in here. He said, it's not that some people are lucky, it's that some people are looking. And that's really true. The more you look for the good, the more you're like, wow, and you have that like taiva to praise Hashem, because you can't get over it. The more you live in that vibe, in that state, the more you attract Hashkachapratis and all the good stuff into your life that are going to feel, make you feel even more of that awe and that taiva to praise. So it's not that some people are just lucky. It's that some people are deliberately, deliberately looking. That they have, either they have a natural tendency, let me look for the good, let me see all the good that are, that's coming into my life, or they deliberately learned this material like I did and they made a decision let me start paying attention to the good because that will change the course of my life. And it really does. So it's a beautiful thing that we're starting off here with the Nava Sihila. It's not just something that's appropriate to praise Hashem, but it's something that we should have like this deep desire to. And that's the real way to live in, in, in the state that we want to be where we're constantly seeing Hashem in our life. Okay. Bonei Yerushalayim. Hashem, Nidche Yisrael Yechanes, we're praising Hashem here. That here's where we start to praise the Chesed of Hashem, and now we see how He runs the world, and we're saying that He's building Yerushalayim, even though we think Yerushalayim is only going to be built then when Mashiach comes, right? No, he, every day now, in present tense, Bone Yerushalayim, He's already setting the stage for the things that we're yearning for, and that goes, the same goes in every area of our life. Whatever desire you have, whatever you put out there, whatever you tell Hashem, this is what I want, He's already setting the stage. He's Bone so he's guiding you towards the thing that you're wanting from the minute you decide you want it. 
It's bone. It's happening. It's being built. The stage is being set. Sometimes we think, well, things are going so bad, and you know, I'm having so many difficulties, so many stumbling blocks in my life. You should know it's not in your way. It's on the way because Hashem is bone. You decided what you wanted. He's taking you there. Sometimes there needs to be challenges to overcome to get there, but it's on your way. Hashem is a rofe leshvurei lev. He's a healer. He heals our broken hearts, and he bandages up our wounds. He literally, you know, washes it off, puts on Neosporin, covers it with a band-aid, gives it kisses, right? He, Hashem, is literally, and this is a real thing, it's not some heebie-jeebie poetic idea. When a person is going through a hardship, Hashem is right there next to them, helping them get through it. And I think this is something that we're all very aware of because we've all, you know, been through stuff, seen other people go through stuff, and it's just very apparent that, you know, we're being helped, right? Sometimes you look at another person and you're like, wow, how are they going through this crazy tzara? Like, how are they handling this insane tragedy that they're dealing with with such strength and such fortitude? And you're like in awe, right? And that's because Hashem is there with them and He's bandaging their wounds and He's helping them. Same thing in our life, right? We look back, we're like, how did I live through what I lived through, right? Like, well, how did I do that, right? That's how Rofelish we live. When we go to a Shiva house, we don't say, right? We're not asking Hashem to, you know, that Hashem, it should be your will to, to comfort these people. We say, it's a sure thing. We're certain Hashem is going to comfort you because Hashem is Harofelish Roilev. Okay, Mona Mispar Lakochavim. Lechulam Shemosikra. Hashem counts the stars. He notices and pays attention to each one of them and he gives assigns each one of them a name. So what does this have to do with anything over here? Okay, what, what, do we really care about the stars? So this is a mashal for us. Okay. Just like, you know, the, uh, no human being could ever have access or count every star. It's impossible. There are, there are stars that are so, so far away in the most remote galaxies that no human being with no amount of technology could ever find or could ever see or could ever count. And so we're trying to say here that, you know, very often a person feels so distant from Hashem, so far a person could feel like... I'm going through so much. I'm feeling forgotten. I'm feeling abandoned. But we should know, Hashem pays attention to every single one of us, to every single person, even when they feel so far away. Really, Hashem is right there next to them and giving them hashkacha pratis the whole way through. So here we're talking, here we start talking about the might, the gvura of Hashem, like we said, um, that Hashem is so great. Rav Koach, he's full of power. There's nothing that he can't accomplish, and there's nothing that he can't do. Okay, so now the question is like this, right? So we, we're saying that Hashem is with every single person, giving everyone Hashkacha Pratis, and that he there's nothing he can't give you, there's nothing he can't change for you, there's nothing he can't do for you. So now the obvious question becomes, but what if I don't feel that in my life? How do I access those powers how do I, if he's right here next to me, right? How do I get him to work for me? How do I get him to do it? How, how do I get him to help me? And here in the next Pasuk, we see one of the answers. And I, and I want to specifically highlight two mindsets that we're going to turn into like life tools. Two mindsets that we need to adopt in our life to really harness this power, to really be able to, you know, Hashem is right next to you and to be able to turn to him and be like, okay, 
you know, I'm ready for your help now. What do we need to do? Okay? So, Ma'odeid Anavim Hashem. So, the first thing I want to talk about is being an Anav. If you want to open yourself up to Hashem's help, you need to be an Anav. So, what does this mean? Okay? So, let's talk about an Anav for a minute. An Anav is not a person who denies their strengths and capabilities. An Anav is a person who's very aware of their infinite capabilities and their innate preciousness and beauty and value. At the same time, they are so, so connected with the idea and so aware of the idea that it all comes from Hashem. It's all a gift and they are feeling grateful and humbled by the gift that they were given. That is anivas. That is what it means to be humble. Now this awareness of Hashem's total control over our life and the fact that he's the source of everything in our life it can't just be about our strengths you know it's not just about like that small area of like well i know all my strengths come from hashem it really has to be really this awareness has to pervade every area of our life where we have to realize that you know so many times we decide um, I want to help in a certain area of my life, but it has to be in this way. I need the the I need the success to come through this job. I need the help to come in this relationship. Uh, I need to excel in this way. I need to find a house in this town. We we create like like we 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 we're like in control. We want to like create this idea that like I'm in control and I need things to be a certain way. And the problem is that's not humility. That's not called being an anav, because you're not leaving. You're not leave, recognizing that Hashem knows better, and that He has He has the ability to do anything, and that He what He's going to do is going to be way better for you than what you're going to do. So you're kind of like closing yourself off with that control, and that's the opposite of being an anav. Being an anav means I am completely surrendered. I put forth my desire. I tell Hashem, "This is what I want. I would love it to be like this. I would love it to. This is what I want. I want it to be this way. I would be so happy if it could be this way. But I know that you know better. And to step back and get surrendered and get open and get curious and say, "I wonder how Hashem is going to fulfill my desire. It might not be in the way that I wanted it to be, but I know it's going to be in a better way. And it might not be in the time that I want it to be, but I know it's going to be in a better time." That's being an anav. Being an anav means saying, "I don't." I, I can't really be certain that I know what's best for me. I can't. I don't. I don't know. And that I don't know surrender, that feeling of I'm not in control. I'm going to tell Hashem what I want. I know He's going to take me there in the best time and in the best place and in the best way. But I'm not the one who's going to dictate that. And letting go and making room for Hashem to do His magic, that's what you need to be an anav. That's, and and that, that's what you need to be able to have access to the chesed and the gvur of Hashem that we're talking about here in this parak. Okay, so ma'odir anavim Hashem. Hashem strengthens, encourages, and helps the anav. Okay? Okay. Hamachaseh shamayim ba'avim. So how does Hashem function in the world? He covers the sky, and there's a lot of metaphors here for our life. It's so beautiful. Covers the sky with clouds. Hamechem la'aretz matar. But the clouds, those ominous dark gray clouds, what are they really doing? Are they really as bad as they look? No. What are they doing? They're preparing the earth for rain. They're, as they get darker and darker and darker, what's really happening is that they're really just getting more and more saturated with water to bring life to the earth, to, to the plants and to the humans and to nature and, 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 and to just rejuvenate the world. So what do we learn from here, right? Being an anav is hard. Sometimes when you 
you know, when you surrender what you wanted, there's, there's a learning curve there and there's loss, right? Sometimes you have to give up something that you wanted, an idea that you were attached to. And it can be very hard. It could look like those dark clouds, but really what's happening is it's, you're getting adjusted to be, you know, you're getting ready. You're being prepared for something better. The, the way is being led. You know, you're being led towards your desire in the best possible way for you. It's it's going to manifest for you in the in the best way because you're leaving room for Hashem. And even though that might look cloudy, it might be hard. That's bringing down the rain. Okay, no saying levehema lachma. So now we're seeing here kind of like a kavachomer. Hashem gives the all the animals their food levnei orev specifically to the children of the raven. Why specifically are we highlighting that Hashem brings food to the children of the raven? Because ravens are black and their children are white. So when the white chicks come out of the black mother, guess what? The black mother goes, who are you? I have no clue who you are. It doesn't see itself as responsible for taking care of them because it doesn't recognize the white little chicks as its children, which makes sense, right? Um, So what does Hashem do? Hashem brings them their food. He brings them their insects that they need and Hashem takes care of them. So this just demonstrates Hashem's concern for the weakest, most helpless creatures on earth. So Kav Chomer, right? If he's going to take care of the little birdies, he's going to take care of us. Rotzeh Hashem es Yireyav es Tamayachlem Lachazdo. Hashem cherishes Yireyav, those who fear him. Es Tamayachlem Lachazdo, those who depend on him, those who anticipate his kindness. Okay, so I'll, I want to look at this for a minute. This is going to be the second ingredient, the second mindset shift that we need to draw in Hashem's chesed. Okay, first we said anav, being open and surrendered, that I could put forth my desire, but Hashem knows really what's best for me, and He's going to bring it to me in the best way. And here we have the concept of being a miyachel, being somebody not just who hopes. Yichel is not just hope. It's very strong. It's a strong way of saying hope. It's more like anticipation, expectation, positive expectation. That's yichel. Okay, so what we're saying here is that Hashem favors the, the Yureyav, those who fear Him, right? But Yureyav here, we're adding, we're actually adding to the definition of what we thought Yureyav was, right? We see uh, Yari Shemayim as someone who follows Halacha and does what Hashem wants from him, right? But here we're kind of adding, we're broadening the definition. Like we said, a Yari Shemayim, someone who has like that awe, like wow, right? Look what Hashem's doing for him. You know, somebody who's paying attention to the chesed that's coming into his life, that's a Yari Shemayim, and here we see that aspect of it. What What's the definition that's being added that Hashem favors Yureyav? And who is, who's Yureyav? What is, what, is, what is included in the definition of Yureyav? Es hamayachalem lechasto. The one who is expecting kindness. The one who's not constantly on guard in his life, worrying and looking for when is the next bad thing going to happen to me? When am I going to be next in the list of uh, you know bad things that are happening to people? It's the person who's expecting kindness, who's saying, Hashem favors me. Hashem loves me. I'm the favorite child. I'm Rotze. I'm the one that's wanted. And therefore, I know that Hashem is going to deliver to me my wants in the best way and in the best time for me. Okay? So, it's interesting, right? We're adding to the definition of Yari Shemayim. Rotze Hashem is Yureyav, es hamayachlem lachasto. Who is the Yureyav? It's the people who are expecting kindness, who are expecting chesed from Him. 
And we're going to talk at the end of the parak of how to use these two concepts, the yichol, the, how to become a miyachel, and how to become an anav, in very practical ways to draw in the chesed of Hashem. Okay, uh, we're going to skip a few psukim, hanosein shelig, katsamer, okay? So here again, we are, um, we're zoning in on the chesed of Hashem, and on the, specifically on the chesed, on the things that look bad, but are really good, like the clouds, who, that are really just bringing the rain, and here we're talking, we're making a comparison between sheleg, snow, and semer, which is wool, and Rabbi Victor Miller's Zatal explains the connection, and he says that, you know, they're actually very, very similar in a way, because wool is used for insulation, it's used to keep people warm, why? Because it has kinky fibers in it that trap air, and that keep a person warm. So too, snow, snowflakes, when they fall, they create, they're they shaped in a specific way that they create air pockets between them, and those air pockets insulate, and so therefore, the they're able to blanket and cover the ground and insulate the soil to protect all the earthworms and the bacteria and the insects that are in the ground that are supposed to be cultivating and enriching the soil in preparation for the spring when everything is going to bloom and sprout again. So we think you know so you know next time you're uh, at seven o'clock in the morning shoveling out your car out of five feet of snow and all your kids are standing on the sidewalk staring at you late and your fingers and toes are falling off uh remember that you are saving the earthworms no um in all seriousness this is a miracle this is a real miracle the snow is is probably something that we never thought about it's there to coat and protect and keep things warm so that we could have uh, a normal plant life again in the spring. And even, by the way, the white, the whiteness of the snow reflects the sun, keeps the sun away so that the snow doesn't melt so fast and it's able to stay there for longer to keep the ground warm. Just really amazing, amazing things. Um, so the lesson here is don't be mistaken. Um, even the bad things in our life are really good. They're all for the good. Okay. And we see that through nature as well. Okay, at the end of the parak, we're going to end off with the crowning glory of our existence, which is the Torah. Magid Varav Liyakov Chukav Umishpatav Yisrael. So we, we spoke about in the whole parak how Hashem does kindness for the whole world. Here we're zoning in and we're saying, guess what? On top of everything else that Hashem gives us, we as Jews were gifted with something very special that nobody else has. Hashem only told his words to Yaakov, Chukav, Umishpatav, Yisrael, to us. He, he gave over his chukim, the laws that we don't understand, and we do them anyways, and the mishpatim, the laws that we do understand because they make logical sense. He gave them to us. And the last Pasuk says, Lo And he did not give them to any of the Gaim. So aside from all the other benefits that we enjoy in the world, we're also given a special guidebook for life, something that helps us to stay disciplined, to stay in control of ourselves, to have self-esteem, to be proud of who we are, and to give back, to do mitzvot, and not just live in the world and take, 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 but to also give back in return. Okay, what a beautiful parak. I want to get now to our tachlis of... This concept that we're speaking about, which is how to harness the power of Hashem's gvura and chesed in our life. And, you know, he knows where we are and he has all, everything. So how do we get it? Right? And we see here two secrets embedded here in these beautiful psukim. Number one, to be an anav, to be surrendered and open 
to, to allowing him to do things his way and not being, you know, arrogant and can, like I'm in control. And number two is being a miyachel, expecting the best. So what does this look like? How do I actually make it happen, right? Because I'm allergic to speeches where you learn all these amazing, awesome things and then you walk away scratching your head thinking, now what, right? So I want to really help us tie this down. How do we do it? So we have two steps, okay? There's two steps here. Step number one, okay? Step number one is we're going to do it backwards. We're going to start with being a miyachel, being someone who's expecting positive, and then we're going to go into being the in the unav mindset to complement it, okay? So let's talk about being a miyachel, somebody who's expecting the best, okay? So what you want to do is like this, you know, whatever area in your life you've been stuck in, and we all have areas that we're stuck in. Let's be real, right? Go to that part of your life and say, what's been going on till now? And notice, notice that you've been thinking a lot about what's been going wrong and what you're missing and how it keeps going wrong, right? And you have the script replaying in your head over and over and over about all the things that you don't like. So what, what, what I need you to start doing, okay? Um, what you need to start doing for yourself is to start to decide, to ask yourself the question, what do I yes want? right? What, what, where do I want to get to? Let me get out of this stuck place of, of like this, this recording on repeat over and over again. That's kind of keeping me, you know, whatever you tell your brain, it gives your subconscious mind instructions and your mind listens and it stays there. And it has power to really keep you there in many different ways. So, you know, it has, your brain has an attraction power. So what you want to do is you want to change it and you want to say, what do I yes want? If a person is in debt their whole life, you know, they, you might be looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, oh, so now I'm going to say that I want to make a million dollars a year, you know? Um, but, you know, the truth is that Hashem could do anything, right? And we, we see this clearly in the parak where we talk about so, and there's so much that we didn't explain in the parak. Look in the psukim, you'll see there's so many chasadim of Hashem here. We see the might and the gvura and the, the power. Rav koach, there's nothing he can't do, right? So being an a person who's open to that, who recognize that, that's even part of this concept of being an anav. I recognize that everything's from Hashem, and if everything is really from Hashem, then then what's the difference? Just like he can give me a penny, he can give me a million dollars, right? So it's about opening up your mind and saying, what do I yes want? And setting that new thing in your GPS, like deciding what specifically do I want? How much money would I need to make a year to be able to have what I need and live comfortably, right? What would I need in, you know, what, what type of relationship do I want with my husband? What type of relationship do I want with my children? What do I want to see in my life in a different way? How do I want to see, how do I want things to be? Okay. So really set, decide, decide what do I yes want? And then the second step to this that has to come with it is looking out for it and paying attention because the minute you make up your mind and you change the recording in your head, you're signaling to Hashem, I trust you. I'm a miyachel. I expect good things. I know that you, you want to give me kindness. I know that there's nothing you can't do. And, and that signal is exactly what you need to trigger a whole different reality. So you need to start thinking a different way. Focus on what you do want. Keep reminding yourself. You can make an affirmation. This is what I want. Write it down. Affirm it. Say it. And look for it. Pay attention. Where is it showing up even in the smallest ways in my life? I started doing this and it's really crazy. Like I'm at the point where like I could see so clearly how all I need to do is think about something and it pops up in my life for me. Like... I think, oh, I need a tutor 
for my kid. And the next day, I get a phone call. Somebody said, oh, you know, someone's looking for a tutor. I don't even need to do anything half the time. And it just shows up for me in these crazy ways. I don't really have time. I would give you like a real specific example. But uh, we're coming to the end here. Um, but it's just, it's really, I, I'm not, I'm really not joking with you. Um, it's a, re- it's a real thing. So if you want to see this hashgacha pratis in your life, start doing this. Decide where you want to get to and commit to finding tiny little pieces of evidence that show you that you're on your way. Okay. Any little thing that comes into your life, uh, you want to, you want to make more money. Uh, you, you saw in the classifieds, there's a great idea for you, even if it doesn't pan out, right? These little things that's see all of it, see all of it as Hashem taking you on your way. Okay. And even the negative, you can get to the point where you can even see the hard things in your life as being on your way. This is Hashem preparing me for what I want. Okay. That's being a miyachel, being somebody who is positive, expecting success, expecting Hashem's help. Number two, the second thing we spoke about is the anav. Okay. How do we, at the same time that we put forth our desire, that we change the direction of our thoughts, we also have to be an anav. We also have to remind ourselves, Hashem, you know, uh, this is what I want, but really, you, you're going to bring it to me in the best way. I don't know what the best way is. It's not that Hashem says no to our tefillos. It's that sometimes He wants to bring it in a better way, in a different way, at a different time. Okay, so you have to say, you can say something like, if it's not the way I want it, it's going to be in a better way, right? If He doesn't bring it to me the way I dictated it should be, right? He's going to do it better. And just a quick example of this that I can't resist saying. Um, basically, I made a bar mitzvah recently, and uh, my son, the bar mitzvah boy, got COVID on the Thursday of his bar mitzvah. Okay? How could I not tell you all this, right? Um, he got COVID on Thursday, and he was practicing for over a year, his leaning, and we were going to have a Friday night meal, and a kiddush and shul, and... Yeah, so that that's what happened. Anyways, of course, it took me a little few minutes to recover from this news. But soon after Baruch Hashem, I was able to really shift to reminding myself, if it's not going to be the way I want it, it's going to be better. And I've seen it so many times, so I'm really convinced at this point. Like, I'm, I'm certain that Hashem's going to do this in a better way. And I kind of just stayed open and curious to watching how this was going to unfold. And in the end, um, it really was better. I don't have time to get into every detail of it, but like the shul, um, you know, Shabbos day was supposed to be, I had tons of people coming and I knew that the place that we had reserved was a very small, tight venue and it just worked out that way for a bunch of reasons and it was like annoying, but we were like, okay, we're going to manage, you know? In the end, because of COVID, because my son had COVID, we had the kiddush in my big spacious driveway and it was a beautiful day and it couldn't have been nicer and everyone was marveling at the fact that, yes, Hashem did it in a better way. Okay, so these two pieces, right? Number one, you want to write down, what do I yes want? Get out of your old recording, get into a new recording, start seeing it manifest in your life in the tiniest little ways, start noticing it, and then those things will increase. And number two, make sure you do all of this with your humility, recognizing that Hashem has a better way. I want to let you know that I'm giving a webinar uh, I'm giving a webinar for single mothers on Tuesday, January 11th, and please spread the word, and if you know anyone who's a single mom, let them know about it. I'm going to be giving them a ton of inspiration, comfort, life tools on how to just get happy right now, the way your life is, and draw in amazing things, so please spread the word. Um, if you want my to get notifications about these classes, just 
press follow on Torah anytime. Um, and again, go to my website, yalbertram.com, if there's any other way that I could be of service to you. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day.